everybody welcome back into the fortress of comma 2 podcast my name is tyler i'm mary i'm aaron and i'm Kylie. this is a creator focused episode it's a show we do once a month where we put a spotlight on a comic creator that's randomly chosen out of a bucket and then at the end of this episode we'll pull out the next comic creator's name for next month's creator focus mary <laughs> who are we talking about this peter month? david peter david uh kylie has a super soft spot for peter david peter as david. do i um Mary, I don't know how familiar you were. You real familiar with Peter? Did you know who Peter David was? No, he's okay. written a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, you'll you'll tell us the years and everything when he started, but I mean, he's been around for a fucking while. <laughs> uh, Aaron, you pretty familiar with Peter David? Yes. Okay. Not like um, he's like my favorite and something off the top of my head, but when you mention a book, I know exactly which one it was. He, for some reason, he's one of those well, people. That like if you were to ask me like name a list of your of like a bunch of your favorite writers I don't feel like he's one that comes to my head really quickly but but, he is but solid. yeah but when I think about Peter David and I start looking at things he's done I'm like oh that was great mm-hmm. that was great oh, yeah. that was great yep. like yeah just yes yeah, so, like you were saying just just solid as hell like the the dude's name is a synonym for quality listen he worked on Ben Ten Alien Force and. Yeah, I love Ben. 10. He gave Aquaman the hook hand, goddammit, and that forever. Yeah, will be... I learned that. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I had some notes, but I left them on my phone at home. So mm-hmm. I'll good, because I have them. the notes. I'm sure we'll talk about Aquaman at some point. But if you like that movie, then praise Peter David because that movie is very much <laughs> Jeff Johns' new Fifty Two fused with Peter David's yeah. '90s Aquaman run. So, anyways, go ahead. Yes. Uh, oh well. Yes. What? I guess I should set you up, huh? So this podcast is basically this <laughs> divided into two parts. Mary's going to give us kind of a history, talk about the man's career and awards and accolades and things like that, and then the second half we're going to do book reports where we all chose something of Peter David's work to read, and we're going to talk That's about right. that. So Mary, yeah. please educate us on Peter David because I actually know nothing about the human being himself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know right. what he looks like. I couldn't tell you what he looks like. I've never seen him before in my life. I met him. He's bald. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I've never yeah. seen a picture. Uh, yeah, not yeah. A fucking nothing. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Please stop me from talking. Just talk. <laughs> that too much. Keep too drinking. much wine. Keep drinking. Okay. He was born September twenty third, nineteen fifty six. So he is sixty three. Oh, God damn, he's a fucking old man. <laughs> he was born in uh, Fort Meade, Maryland. Fort Meade. Fort Meade. Fort. That's what? Awesome. Fort you. <laughs> She what? said mead. I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> Just the way she was like, Fort Mead? I'm like, Fort you. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't pronounce D's sometimes. That's okay. You're doing great. Uh, Give me a complex. Uh, all right. I got notable works. Um, Incredible Hulk, Aquaman, yes. Young Justice, Supergirl, Fallen Angel, Spider-Man 2099, and X-Factor. Oh, Damn, you, you pretty much hit all the big ones, actually, yeah. I mean, like, obviously you can't cover everything. I mean, you look at his, li- I mean, just yeah, novels, but I mean, but, the, too, but those are the big just, ones, oh, though. Yeah, 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 those are, yeah. yeah so like, to talk about his novels, I did not put anything about his novels, so if you want to talk about novels. The only stuff I've read of his is Star Trek stuff that he's written. Okay, I have a little bit Star of Star Trek right? stuff, think, but not so, a lot. Yeah. Uh, all right, so he has awards. Did you guys know this? Yeah. I would imagine so. I, if yeah, you work that long, well, you better win something. Do it, Mary. Tell yeah. us. Tell you. Okay. Uh, 1992, an Eisner Award for Best Writer and Artist or Writer-Artist Team shared with his artist for Incredible Hulk. Uh, 
93. Would that have been McFarland? No, not by 92. No, Dale oh, Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dale yeah. Cohen. That would have been. K E O W N. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hulk McFarland would have been like early 80s because that would have been pre Spider Man for McFarland. That would have been like 83, 84, something. Yeah. Uh, 93 Wizard Fan Award, 1994 Golden Duck Award for Young Adult Series for Star Trek Starfleet Academy. Uh, 95 Australian OzCon mm-hmm. Award, uh, Award for Favorite International Writer. Uh, Do they really need Australian OzCon? Can they just call it OzCon? No. Isn't no. it Aussie, Aussie, Aussie? Oi, oi, oi! Right? What? Yeah, that's right. There's a chant. It's, it, 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 it's true. That, that's a real thing. I just feel it's a little redundant to me. Like Australian no. Aussie. You gotta be proud of that. You gotta be proud San of being Australian. Diego like, like, like. I feel like that'd be like us having like, like United States American or something. Why not? Where it's that like, would be awesome. You know, what would be yeah. funny oh, is if it was Australian Oz, like Wizard of Oz, or if it was like Australian Oz, like know. the prison. It could have been Oz, like the prison. Yeah. It's- you're doing great. Keep going. I wasn't allowed to watch that when I was a child. There's a lot. Of, <laughs> was it a There was a lot of raid. No, the Oz. Oh. <laughs> the, the, the prison one that was on HBO or something you like that. You know what, Kylie? The fact that I don't think I was like, they didn't allow to watch it. Oh, Because I wanted to watch it. nine out of ten times. That's <laughs> no, true. Don't no. I, I literally wanted to watch it and my mom and my mom no. was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Same with I wanted to watch the L word and she also told me no. I, I wasn't ready for good, that. Actually. Yeah. No? There's yeah. some scenes. No, I was just thinking how old I am. It just cracks me up. I was too young to watch it. And I'm like, why can't you watch it? And then I realized, oh, yeah, <laughs> sometimes she was Sometimes you a forget. Baby. Yeah, child. sometimes you forget the difference in our ages. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a baby. Uh, okay. I'm well, not a baby. <laughs> Maybe the dingo ate your baby. <laughs> the dingo. The dingo ate your baby. There's a sign. Somebody had to get it. <laughs> Ninety six. He got mm-hmm. a oh, Hackster Award for best script for Hackster. Hackster. It, 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 so I think it might be that like, sound like a good award. To I've, I've yeah. heard of that one. So, so some of this was in <laughs> Spanish. So I think it was like some Spanish award from somewhere. I graduated so I, high school. In what? Ninety six. Wow. Really? You old? You, were, you graduated? Kidding. Yeah. We're four years apart. That's it's just the murderer outside. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was loud. Someone's like getting killed over there. Uh, so he got that it's for so best script for So That the Dark Does Not Reach Us in Hulk, The Fall of the Pantheon. That's what he got that for. Uh, 2007, he got a Julie Award for achievements in multiple genres. Mm. Genres. 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 Genres, genres yeah. Genres. Okay. <laughs> it's a Ginray. Ginray. Ginrays. <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> yes. I want to say it like that now. Uh, 2011, you got a lat. Brain is going faster than my mouth. Um, I Vlad- think it's the other way. <laughs> what? I think your mouth's going faster than your brain. Yeah, that thing. That thing. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> These creator focus episodes so just go off the rails lately, but I'm it's sorry. probably for the better. Glad <laughs> Media Award for Outstanding Comic Book. Was it Vlad? Glad. Okay. Like the garbage bag? G-L-A-A-D. Oh, okay. oh my yeah. God, yes. Get over it. It's okay. X-Factor okay. Volume 3. Oh, okay. Uh, 2011, International Associate of Media Tie-In Writers Grandmaster Award, uh, a.k.a. the Faust Award. <laughs> okay. Yes. How many fucking awards are there? Uh, that's how it's got. 
Oh, it's probably okay. for the best. Okay. I thought she said floss award. I'm like, <laughs> okay. We going over characters created by? A characters created by. <laughs> I imagine he's got a pretty good list. He did have a good list. Yeah. What do you have? Uh, I don't have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting for. Uh, I don't have that list. <laughs> it was, it, but it was, just, it was a good it list. Was it was a good but, list. Uh, yeah. Google it. She just it's all there. Few. It's all there on. How Wiki. many of the lists? Do you you just put the more notable ones. Yeah. So, Which means maybe? characters you've heard of. No. Come on. Oh. Uh, Miss Arrow, Empress from DC Comics, Guilt Hulk, Cronstone, Nasty Boys, uh, Random from Marvel. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2211, Supergirl Irrelicant, Supergirl mm-hmm. Linda Danvers, and then the X-Factor Investigations. I think that's a bunch of crap. Any characters with the X-Factor or just X-Factor Investigations? I just had X-Factor Investigations. Strong guy. There, yeah, I'm sure he, there was I'm a sure lot listed, did. but that's what I um, narrowed it down to. Funny thing, when I when I was writing, when I looked up Nasty Boys, is that apparently it gets confused with Nasty Boys with a Z. Uh, and in in wiki it tells you it, it it commonly gets mixed up with that i don't know why z at I, the end of boys yeah so oh, okay. so his is an well, I didn't s know if it z was... at the beginning of nasty no, no i thought it was like instead of, in place of the s like no. nasty boys no no it's nasty oh, wow. nasty boys. boys with an s is peter david Ma- nasty boys with a z is not yeah exactly. uh, do you guys know any other characters created by him um yeah. not off the top oh, of my yeah. head you said um, straw man what Strong guy. Strong guy. Oh, <laughs> that's close. Strong man. <laughs> strong man. He also goes by Guido. He's no well. longer allowed in California. That's, that's strong guy. He's a big. Ew. Old, he's a big old dude. Ew. His eyes are. He's special. <laughs> that was a terrible. What's funny laugh. is Peter David's run on Supergirl is like the go-to, like best Supergirl run of all time, but it's not even Kara. Danvers, Supergirl, or Kara Zor-El, Supergirl, whatever you want to call her, like, because after Crisis, they're like, we're going to kill Supergirl, like, Superman should be the only Kryptonian, and they did, and then DC was like, yeah, but we also want to have our cake and eat it too, so they, like, created this Matrix Supergirl, that she was this, she's this alien. She's Matrix? Well, she's a Matrix, like, she's, like, she's an alien from, like, this other dimension that she's, like, a shapeshifter, so she comes oh. over to our Earth and becomes Supergirl, but it's not—it's yeah. not Superman's cousin, Supergirl. Oh. She, it just looks like it, yeah. and she dates Lex Luthor for a while, and it gets really weird. Uh-huh. It gets uh, really weird. Oh, that's the one that dates him. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. And when they do the death of Superman, Supergirl is dating Lex Luthor. <gasps> Who's the one that fingered Jimmy Olsen's butthole? That was also saying. Oh, sh- shut your mouth. <laughs> I think that might have been Lex Luthor. <laughs> He worked in TV. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Babylon 5, Young yeah. Justice, Ben 10, Alien Force, and Nickelodeon Space Cases. Oh, did he work on Young so, Justice, the show, too? I didn't know that. Every time someone brings up Young Justice, I always go to his his run on Young Justice was my go-to. Uh-huh. I didn't know that he worked on Young Justice. It was my that 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 is the original Young Justice. Yeah, that is like that. He didn't work on Young Justice. He, he fucking made yeah, Young Justice. He did. Yeah, Young Justice. Because for some and reason, at the, for some reason at the tail end of the '90s, they didn't want to call it. They they wanted to relaunch Teen Titans, but they didn't want to call it Teen Titans anymore. <laughs> There's probably a reason for that somewhere, but I don't know what it is. But to be fair, Teen Titans is a way better name than Young Justice. Well, is that like a? <laughs> Like a weird twitch. 
Aaron's trying to hit my notes. She's bullying me. <laughs> we all know about bullying. Uh, so let's see. I'm not gonna talk about it, but we all know. <laughs> what? <laughs> just she's like, we all know about bullying. That's that. Don't do that, kids. Yep. Don't do don't, that. She didn't even go that, that far. She's just we all know, know. about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. We, we do. All right. What, what else happened to him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he started reading comics around the age of five. He got his copies of comics from uh, of Harvey Comics, Casper, and Wendy uh, say, in the barber the shop. In my head, like, what the hell was back then? And the newsstand. Casper the and Wendy. <laughs> Literally, the now is it Casper? Casper the ghost? Yeah, yeah. Oh. the friendly ghost. The friendly ghost. The friendly yeah. Well, it doesn't say Casper. Casper's the friendly ghost. fucking old. Like people don't realize that Casper's fucking he's old. Sometimes he's upset, but he's the friendly ghost. Yes, it's, With a, Wendy. it's that trio ghost. I, the Wendy. Yeah. Wendy the teenage witch. Yeah, you don't remember the movie Casper Wendy, and Wendy? Wendy the teenage witch. Yeah, Hilary Duff played her in the movie. Oh my god. Casper and meets Wendy. They did a movie, yeah. They did, they did a, a Casper movie. Witch? It was called Casper Meets Wendy. It was one of the live action ones they did in the 90s. Oh. And a very, very young Hillary Duff knew plays it was Wendy. the one with um, Christine Ricci. Yeah, like they were all sequels to that. Like that oh, one was, okay. I, think, I think most of them were probably like straight to DVD after that. No, because I even I never even saw that. I'm just Casper. saying. Just saying. I didn't know either, but I thought maybe if you believe me, how serious. You ever watch any of those old like Casper cartoons from like the 40s or <laughs> oh, yeah. 50s? Some used, of those are a trip. I used to dude. watch them all the time. Oh, that one with the little duckling dude. Reruns, reruns. They were reruns. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just to put it out there. <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm not that old. <laughs> reruns, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Thank you, thank you for telling us you're oh. not that old. Uh, so his parents. Uh, approved of him reading the Harvey comics and dis- and ones that were featuring Disney characters, but they did not like him reading superhero books, especially those published by Marvel. Yeah, Marvel's oh, wow, why specifically? <laughs> They're um, too grounded in reality, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, actually, because the characters looked like monsters, like the thing in the Hulk. And the one who wore the bug-eyed costume, Spider-Man, did not appear heroic. That's that's why they didn't like it. So you he had to read those Solomon in secret. Grundy. <laughs> So he had to read those in secret. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, Spider- eventually they came around to it, is yeah. what I read. So he was fine. But- Spider Man looks very menacing the first time you see him. Like, yeah, he doesn't you strike see. you as a superhero. I don't think at first because, especially back then, the costume was so different from everything else. It was like the first like head to toe covered costume. You couldn't see any part of his yeah. skin tone at all. The eyes look a little menacing, especially that original Steve Ditko design of the costume. Ditko. I could see, like, I I, I could get there. Uh, his first Marvel book was Fantastic Four Annual Number Three. Hmm. You guys know what that was? No, it was the marriage of of the guy and that lady. <laughs> Reed re- wow, re- and Sue real. Richards. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, I was like Doctor Doom and no. I, I Bernice. Was, I was gonna guess like it's the first appearance of Herbie the Robot. But... <laughs> it's that, that guy, guy and that girl. That guy, like girl. the first the marriage of you know that the, first family of a comic book publishing. Yeah. Family. Okay. Those those people Mr. that Fantastic got married. Fantastic and the Invisible Girl slash Woman slash whatever they're calling her now. Yes. Okay. Uh, they got married? Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> like a, that's the first ago. Marvel book that he read. His favorite <laughs> thing to read was Superman. Huh. Oh. Um, he has said that John Buscema. Buscema? Buscema. Yeah, Buscema. 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 <laughs> okay. You're pretty close. Uh, was his, <laughs> is his favorite pre-1970s artist. He attended New York University and he graduated with a Bachelor of Arts degree in journalism. Uh, with that, his first 
professional assignment was covering the World Science Fiction Convention held in Washington in 1974 in Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Bulletin. You got okay. born. Yeah, yeah. That's when you were born? Yeah. 1974. Oh my gosh. No, wait. Yes? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. I thought he was born in the summer of 69. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep going. Uh, then his first published fiction was in Asimov's Science Fiction. And then oh. he tried to uh, get more of his fiction published, but um, a lot of it was met with, nah, we don't want that. As every career starts out, the yes. numbers of rejection letters. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm sure there's probably like one guy somewhere that was like, you're hired, but you know. What's that? I'm he- sure somebody, like statistically somebody had to get Joe in. Hill? Yeah, 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 Joe Hill probably didn't have that much of a uphill battle just because his dad. Hey, that's not fair. Look, it, it's not. It's people. Freaking Peter white man. David, focus. That's right. Go ahead. Uh, we're going into the 1980s. Woo! And we're not going to skip to 1989. That was so funny. He's like, we're going to start with the 1980s. So 1989. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's late. Um, I don't know what year I'm starting in, though. Okay. It's somewhere in the 80s. His first publishing job was for E.P. Dutton Imprint Dutton D-U-T-T-O-N Dutton Dutton Thank you Yeah Dutton It's got nothing on that mutton though Imprint Elzer Oh god Here we go I should just choose words that I can read Just Who made these notes? No one's reading it Make it up no, <laughs> like just make words. El- Ellsbury slash Nelson, uh, where he worked there. He worked there mainly as an assistant to the editor in chief. That was his first publishing job because he was in publishing for a while. Uh, then nice. he then he later worked in sales uh, and distribution for Playboy paperbacks. Really? Nice. Yes. See, I was leading. I was leading with something boring and shooting you with something interesting. <laughs> that one shot all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> Got Aaron. Got her. <laughs> yep, every day. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh God. Jesus. Uh, so he worked uh, for five years in Marvel's sales department. Uh, first, he was the assistant. How did he jump from where he was at? He got hired. Playboy to Marvel. All right, keep going. Yes. He, he, he filled played. out an application. Yeah. And he was accepted. <laughs> and he was the assistant. Uh, direct, uh, direct, <laughs> assistant direct sales manager under Carol Kalish, Kalish, don't, don't go in questioning, just say it, no one will laugh at you, somebody will laugh at you, we get an email from Carol Kalish, like you mother, um, and then he took over when, um, that person left, so he became sales manager, he wasn't an assistant anymore, he's working at Marvel, okay, so during this time, Aaron, you're distracting me. Why? <laughs> Don't look. You're moving your head. Oh. <laughs> during this time, he made some attempts to sell his stories, including uh, submission <laughs> of. Jesus Christ. He tried. He tried to submit some Moon Knight plots to Dennis O'Neill, but he was like, "Nah, Ooh, I don't want that. That's a creative focus I'd love to do at some point. <laughs> Is, are you okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight, 
to Dennis O'Neill. Denny uh, O'Neill. Denny O'Neill. If I put Dennis, the S is that, silent. That's how it's spelled. Yeah, it's Denny O'Neill. <laughs> Dennis. I it was Dennis. The menace. Like the Dennis the menace. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's Dennis why I read it that way. Uh, so, but Denny was like, nah, I don't want that. Uh, three years into working as direct sales manager, Jim Osley? O- Osley? Os- don't don't Osley? question it. Just keep going. <laughs> I can't. I'm not confident enough. <laughs> you make that crap up. This person yep. became editor of the Spider Man titles. Him? Peter? No, this other person. Oh. Became editor of there. Um, so, but apparently, oh, okay. uh, crossing over from sales to editorial was considered a conflict of interest in the Marvel offices. So, I don't know why. She just read it. But Osley was impressed with David that uh, he had not previously hesitated to work with him when Osley moved from from editing to uh, sales. No, mm-hmm. sales to editing. from sales to editing. That's what I meant. So he was impressed with that. So he wanted to work with him. So be nice to people because you never know who will help you in the future. <laughs> if you take one thing away, kids. And don't um, bully. So when this person, Jim Osley, Osley okay. uh, became editor, he purchased a Spider-Man story from David, which appeared in the spectacular Spider-Man number 103. Aww. You guys know what that was? No. Okay. I just wanted to know. <laughs> Off the top of my head, it's that gay issue. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's not that. He's looking at his phone to verify. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, so he also bought another story for Spider-Man called Death of Jean DeWolf. Yeah, I have read that. Okay, what's it about? It's about the death of Jean DeWolf. (laughs) (laughs) No, but back then, did they just really give him like 500 bucks and that was it? Or I don't know. You think it was 500 bucks? Well, I'm just... How was that? 1980s, maybe. Uh, it was 103, right? That's what you said? That's what I said. Okay, I'm still looking for it. Go and ahead. then 107 to 10 was that death of the Gene DeWolf. Who is Gene DeWolf? It's been a long time. Okay. It's been a long just... time. Been a... Oh, so you're BSing. No. I, I... It was a violent murder mystery. Ooh. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> or read it. So because there was still this conflict of interest that people were like, oh, you can't be working with the writer's editorial while you're doing sales, which makes no sense to me. Um, he made it, David made it a point to not discuss Because maybe you'll be that selling stuff. that particular thing. Yeah, he made else. a point to not discuss I that during his that. nine to five. Um, and, he not, and he decided not to exploit his position as sales manager by promoting the title. So... And by doing that, he felt like it didn't sell as well because he was like, took a, you know, he took it too far. He sw- he swung the other way. He didn't swing. even swung, swung, <laughs> swung. He, 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 he swung. Especially when we're talking about Spider Man, guys. Come on. <laughs> I love when he that just swings. It, open, the- man. I was like, <laughs> it was that game. That's the noise I make when I run out of the bathroom swung. naked. Swing, <laughs> swing. <laughs> oh. I like to make my words. But I now realize why I have a conflict of interest for the... Yes. That sounds like southern people that like to trade spouses. What was you ever swang man- before? Oh my god, oh, sir. Bring it back. <laughs> anyway, sales manager, conflict of interest. He overcame it. And what happened next? Uh, there was a rumor that circulated that uh, Jim, that guy, uh, was actually writing the stories that were attributed Aww. to Dave. David. Peter David had a ghostwriter. Interesting. Yeah. So there was a rumor. So about what you're it. saying is the man's a fucking fraud. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're wasting our time. 
Uh, <laughs> so they, so he stole the work, or that they think it was his own. There was a rumor that was saying that Jim didn't buy it. He, he actually wrote it, wrote it oh. but and actually Peter wanted David it. was getting credited for. Yeah, him. that's sad. I hope that's not true, but no, it's not. But it's sad. Um, keep it together. Uh, uh, David was fired from Spectacular no. Spider-Man by Osley due to editorial pressure by Marvel's editor-in-chief Jim Shooter um, Jim Shooter? and has commented that the resentment stirred by Osley's purchase of his stories may have permanently damaged Osley's career. So do you guys even know who that guy is? Jim Osley, no. no. I know how, who Jim Shooter how, uh, is. Damaged oh, okay. his career was. Yeah. Very familiar with Jim Shooter, not oh, yeah. Osley. Jim Shooter. He was, was the editor in chief of Marvel for a long for, time. For a long time long through time. a lot of the big, big important or stuff. Ozzy or whoever he was. Yes, Maybe so. he was a great guy. So months later after this, Bob Harris offered David uh, the Incredible Hulk. Woohoo. Because it was a struggling title that no one else wanted to write. Which gave him free reign to do whatever he wanted. That's when all the good shit happens, man. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) He had a 12-year run on the Hulk, people. And he explored the reoccurring themes of the Hulk's multiple personality disorder, uh, his periodic changes between the more rageful and less intelligent Green Hulk and the more streetwise, cerebral, cerebral, Cerebral. Cerebral. Yeah, Grey Hulk. Mr. Fix-It. Mr. Fix-It. And of being a journeyman hero. This is where that Doc Green stuff comes into, right? Doc Green? The colors? No, isn't that what what they fucking call his ass? The Smart Hulk. The leader? I don't know what they call him. (laughs) Uh, That's what they were calling him like Avengers Endgame and shit. Doc Green. Doc Green. Whatever. Go ahead. Professor Hulk, that guy. The smart guy. I thought that was a Peter David thing, right? He was the first one to make the Hulk like smart. Cerebral. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I thought you meant like there was the. I thought you were talking about the leader. You know the leader. Is, yeah, right? okay. yeah, but because I, no, I know there's like it's like multiple personality shit. But I'm saying like Peter yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter David was the first one I think right to like give the Hulk yeah. fucking Mister Fix It. He yeah. he went back to gray. He hung out in Vegas and was just a, he's a so he's pimp just daddy. A big gray with up and coming artist Todd McFarlane, yeah. right? Yeah. Todd, yeah, that was Todd's first like big steady ongoing series that he worked on so yes it's not all about Todd. No, so he put his feelers out to dc comics and he was offered a job of writing a four issue miniseries of the phantom by editor mike gold and then he quit his sales david quit his sales position to write full-time so now he had no conflict of interest Yay. Why is it a conflict of interest to was be he in writing sales and writing? Because, like we just went over it because wow. he would go out there and just sell the stuff he's writing. Oh, That's right. something that he could do. Not okay. that, you know, not that yeah, he yeah. would do, but that's, something that's, that... Well, that's why I think they consider it a conflict of interest. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. If you're writing something, that's what you're going to go out there and pimp and not everything else. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he did briefly... Briefly. 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 Oh, we just got racist. <laughs> Briefly. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Keep going. We have to say it again to explain the racism. <laughs> Did you look at her face like what? What? I didn't I, understand I missed, either. I missed the racism. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, so he briefly wrote Green Lantern, 
Um, Peter David did? I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very. When he was an exclusive to the short-lived anthology series Action Comics Weekly. Oh, Action Comics Weekly. In 1988. So (sighs) he wrote... He wrote... (laughs) What? (laughs) He wrote those from issue 608 to 620. What it looks like. But it was weekly, so it's only like I, was gonna, I was gonna say it doesn't sound too briefly, but yeah, that was pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. In a weekly book it is like yeah. three months. Um then he took over Dreadstar during his uh, first comics run with issue forty one. That was in nineteen eighty nine, after Jim Starlin had left, and then he re- he remained on the issue until sixty four, which was the final issue, and that was in nineteen ninety one. Couldn't make it to sixty nine. <laughs> no. It. It's right there. Probably poor sales. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, he worked on some other Marvel stuff uh, from the 80s to 90s that I didn't mention. Uh, and that's Wolverine, the New Universe series, Mark Hazard. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mark Hazard, Mark, and Justice. Uh, and then huh. his run, his original run of X Factor was during that time. And then his uh, series for Spider Man 2099. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about 2099? All day long. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to talk about it now, talk about it now, because I'm going into the 1990s. I love Spider-Man 2099. Um, the 2099 initiative was a big thing for Marvel, but that was the only one that really stuck, because they did like a Doom 2099. And... Doom was awesome, because Doom was actually Doom. Yeah, it, it was the it same was guy. It was just yeah. him traveling into the future. But the character that stood the test of time out of all of those is Spider-Man 2099. Mm-hmm. I think, and part of it is maybe just because it's like one of the coolest costume designs of the decade. Like that, it's so visually striking. Like even if you haven't read those comics, they put it in all the video games. Like oh, yeah. you've people seen know. that, people you've seen him. that fucking costume yeah. before. Yeah, I know who Spider Man twenty ninety nine is. Yeah. It's exactly what difference. it sounds like. Uh, and at the same time, you mentioned that's when he took over X Factor. That is. Yeah. Um, this is before I really knew who Peter David was, but I was a huge X Factor fan. And like yeah, you hated it at this, first, right? This was this was back in the day when if they got a whole new team, they would actually just keep the numbering going. So I think it was issue seventy one when Which he took over X Factor. Who went to have to reboot and it all? The it time? was I remember picking that book up, and it was the the logo was different, the group was different, and I was like, "What is this horse shit?" And yeah. I didn't read any of it because I'm like, "Nope, this isn't the X Factor I know." So I didn't so you read passed it. on it. Was that yeah. the all new? No, no that's not till later. later. Yeah. yeah. It's that, that that first initial, okay. Yeah, but it was like multiple man and and Guido and and Rain and all that stuff. Uh, so in the 1990s, he wrote a seven issue Aquaman miniseries, The Atlantis Chronicles, yep. about the history of Aquaman's home of Atlantis, and he has said he uh, is the most proud of this one. It was like the first time like the lore of Aquaman was really fleshed out, like. Aquaman's not even in that book at all. It's basically just like let's talk about like the history of Atlantis and those kingdoms and the way that they work. And it was the first time they actually kind of put a structure to all that shit. Instead, so just be like, yeah, he lives underwater. You know, he's fucking like a fish guy. Like, <laughs> like they, they, like they, they set up a, a a mythos to it. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, this is how this works. Yeah. Uh, so 1994, he wrote uh, another Aquaman miniseries, Aquaman Time and Tide, which led to the relaunch of uh, Aquaman being a monthly series. And that ran from uh, 1994 to 1998. And this run was Aquaman when he uh, lost his hand and it got replaced with a harpoon. The harpoon hand, yeah. Um, They did these awesome, gorgeous, big, thick paperbacks 
right around the time the movie was coming out. They did them in like double size. I think it's like three volumes, maybe. It's Aquaman by Peter David. Nice. They're they're way nice, and you should read it because it's yeah, it's one of the best Aquaman runs of all time. Uh, he ended up quitting that book um, over creative differences. Apparently, he did it for a while though. He <laughs> Uh, then he wrote uh, the Star Trek comic book for DC from 19... So I'm jumping back a little bit. DC had a bit. Star Trek comic book? 1988 to 1991 hmm. when <laughs> when they held that licensing right. Um, huh, I'd be curious to go back. Because I read some Star Trek from DC. Could hmm. never get into it. Who's got that shit down? Boom? IDW has Star oh, Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Should have known. They have everything. God damn it. Um, but he has stated his opinion that the... Novels are better suited for Star Trek than the because they're not highly visual. Is hmm. his words apparently? Do you think a highly visual medium hurts Star Trek in some way? I don't know. I don't know why I could never get into any of the comic books. I love Star Trek. It took me till IDW did their reboot where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is good. I like this. Well, maybe it's. Uh, I think it happened with uh, when they were playing with the Simpsons and they did the they fight. They fight. Da, 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 da. It was because Gene Scratchy. Yeah, they stated it was just because the way the characters stay too long in the panels and the way the the blood it actually was more disturbing mm. it, to do it in the comic. And I'm wondering that it wasn't if they, in the TV show. Exactly, because mm. in the TV show it's it's quick. quick. Hmm. But I'm wondering if it's just sometimes it doesn't fit. That kind of medium where things stay mm-hmm. a little I think too sci-fi long. Sci-fi and comics would just go hand. Yeah, hand. that's what I figure. Yeah. I mean, look how successful like something like Star Wars has been yeah. in comics. Oh. We've all seen some crappy sci-fi. Oh comics. sure, oh, come on. Like crap is crap, but it's not crap because <laughs> it's sci-fi. It's crap because it's crap. Yeah. Oh, I'd be curious to hear from Star Trek it's fans crap out there. Because Robert Liefeld did. <laughs> <laughs> so he and Ron Mars co-wrote the DC versus Marvel <laughs> crossover in 1996. Oh yeah. Is, the is DC that, the DC Marvel crossover in '96 was he did one issue. Yeah, but it was one of the one, coolest crossovers because that was the one where they let all the fans vote on who they thought should win all the different. It was matches. the JLA oh, Avengers. It's that one? No, oh. no, that's or what was it? No, the JLA Avengers is the greatest one. That's the okay. Kurt Busiek, George Perez one. This is the one where they let all the fans vote on who they think should win certain matchups. It was like it was like Wonder Woman fights Storm and shit, and like Superman oh, and Superman fights Thor and like. And like fans got to vote on that way, they they tried to keep it even of who they thought should win, and then out of this spins the amalgam universe. Okay, okay. So this is around that time. The, those pages are are really fun to look at. Dan Jurgens drew a bunch of that stuff too. Like yeah, the DC versus Marvel is is fun. Just look it up and look at some of the the artwork because it's it's worth looking at. And that that one I don't think you can. It's not like available anywhere either. I probably, I probably have the issues because I have all that amalgam stuff. JLA Avengers is the one that everyone's pissed off. Like, why do those motherfuckers put that book in print? It would sell like a son of a bitch still. And you can't eat to get that book. You're paying out the ass on eBay okay. for it. Go ahead. Um, around this time, he had runs on Supergirl and Young Justice. Um, Young Justice eventually got canceled so that they could relaunch the Teen Titans. With Jeff Johns, right? It took a while, though. This yeah, Young Justice was around for a I bit. I think Young Justice seems. ran up until the Jeff Johns Teen Titans, I think. Yeah. It, was, it did really well. 
for this young. I know there's at least three or four of those big, thick yeah. volumes that they're doing now. For this young hotshot named Jeff Johns that was going to come in and reboot the Teen Titans. Uh, he also wrote Spy Boy for Dark Horse. Yeah, Spy Boy. No, was, Spy Boy. <laughs> it, was, it was just a cool little... Spy Boy. He was just a young kid who I think his father was a spy? Or yeah. was his grandfather the spy? I'm looking at him. I can't remember which. He, he did a couple of miniseries. He, I think they even did... Go get him they Spy do Boy. A, I swear they did a Young Justice Spy Boy crossover. <laughs> I think they did. Um, but yeah, Spy Boy was just like, it was just yeah, like James Bond is a little kid, basically. Oh. And this like. series um, was in, an, uh, let's see, it appeared in a series and a number of miniseries between 1999 to 2004, which is where we're going to go into the 2000s. Woo! Yeah, uh, Peter David. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Did they ever do a crossover? Is that, is that something I just made up? Uh, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep looking. It, it was, just it was Spy in Boy. the miniseries The Scream in 2007. I don't know. Uh, Early 2000s, (laughs) he worked on runs uh, two volumes of Captain Marvel, as well as the before the Fantastic Four Reed Richards limited series. Uh, So he and his second wife, Kathleen, also wrote the final English language text of the first four volumes of the manga series, Nick Nagima, for Del Rey manga. Nick Nagima? Oh, shit. No, Nagima. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry, Nagima. (laughs) I don't know how to say it. Own it. Negimit. Stop it. Just know know it's my fault. I don't speak well, apparently. It's my fault. First speak no good. I speak no good. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I am. Oh, yeah. Here's his Captain Marvel right here. Go ahead. Yeah. I can uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you wow, sure? he gave uh, permission oh, there. He gave me woman. my permission. Oh, thank you, you know sir. You well, don't stop on my behalf. <laughs> I just like giving you crap. Uh, 2003, uh, he began writing another creator-owned comic, Fallen Angel, for DC Comics. <gasps> this is when one this year was... later we got married. Was that uh, Vertigo? Or was it so Peter David's uh, run on Captain Marvel was the son of Marvel. Uh, was Captain so Marvel? Carol no, Carol wasn't until Kelly yeah, Sue. That was right. 2014. Yeah. All right. Okay. So wait, 2000. 2003 creator own comic Fallen Angel, which he created in order to make use of plans he had devised for Supergirl after the many happy returns storyline. The same year, he wrote Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series for Ooh. Dreamwave. He wrote Ninja Turtles too. Yeah, that tied into the animated television series. Broadcasting really? that year. Oh, I bet we have Dream that. Wave? He yeah. wrote the he wrote a tie into the How 2003 Turtles last? cartoon? Yes, was that TMNT? Oh, no, the 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 cartoon not the movie, the 2003 series. Yes, was it T No, but was it was it okay, the, the theme song where they say TM TMNT? It's the one that goes Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. So wait, can you see how long Dreamwave lasted? I have no. I can look. I have Thank Because <laughs> that was Lee's, that was right? Pat Lee. Pat Lee's. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, DC canceled Fallen Angel after 20 issues, um, oh. but then he restarted the title with IDW yeah. uh, in oh. 2005. Interesting. So if you would like to look that up, it's probably with up IDW. Dreamweaver. I'm really curious <laughs> about that because you said he had started that for something to do with Supergirl and the fact that he took it over to IDW. It couldn't have been, yeah. They wouldn't have given it up. Uh, his other works included uh, Spike Old Times mm-hmm. One Shot uh, and the Spike versus Dracula miniseries. 
Yeah, were I based read on... both of those, even though I know nothing about Buffy or Spike, just because he wrote those. Yep. Yes, <laughs> Aaron uh, Dreamwave was from '96 to 2005. Oh, it lasted Pat... longer than I thought. So. Yeah, good mm-hmm. job, Pat Lee. 2005, he returned to the Incredible Hulk. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then he left after only in 11 issues because of his workload. Mm. That baby. Um, Hulk's a hard man to carry. <laughs> He's really big. Yeah. It's what was hard. Hulk doing in 2005? That's that's Planet pre- Hulk? I don't know. Just before that, yeah, though, right? Because that was after Civil War and stuff, right? Planet Hulk. You know what? No, no, There's that would have been right because he was gone already by Civil War. Because Civil War would have been 2007, yeah. and so Hulk was gone by this. That probably would have been right around that time. Pretty Could close. Have been. Yeah, totally. 2005, he also started a new series, Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man, beginning with a 12 part crossover storyline called The Other. I don't remember that. Uh. Yeah, that happened, and he, he oh. along with wait, I, I remember the other. Yeah, that was a, that was crossing over with Straczynski stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, you, yeah. you talk about. Oh, okay. J. Michael Straczynski. You yeah. say something uh, about JMS. I, I don't, I don't know. It was that whole. It was the whole um, Ezekiel stuff. Oh, was that that? Oh. It's, yeah, it's the one where was he it still Marvel. He was like yeah. almost oh, okay. dying. He lost an eye, and then it was also the one where they got a totem for yeah. his yeah, powers. Th- this is where JMS run starts to go. His, to shit. He went into his cocoon and came out, and he had yeah. like the, the spider spikes where he almost killed someone. Yeah, can, can, you, you, believe, believe, like can you believe the organic that people didn't like that though? Yeah, me, I'm one of them. You're one of them. Uh, oh, that's too bad. I didn't. Spider Man being a Spider Man, an actual spider. Spider-Man needs to be a kid a from fucking Queens that got powers and helps the little guy, not chosen he by did, a fucking spider god. Chosen. No, that's stupid. <laughs> How much crap have you read Whatever. again? A lot. Okay, so that one was <laughs> stupid. That's what got you him chosen by a spider god? The fact, the idea of Spider-Man being chosen, being <gasps> a totem of a spider god is fucking stupid. Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyways, go ahead. Is the totem still around or have they gotten rid of that? No, it's, sure. no, it's still yeah, around. It's still a thing. They, yeah. they, 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 choose, they choose when to reference it. Yeah. I mean, Dan Slott did a bunch of that stuff in, in uh, Spider-Verse. That was kind of the whole thing of Spider-Verse. Is there's like the web of reality and shit. Totem. And yes. goddamn Spider-Man. He doesn't get rude I by like goddamn Totem. Um, he wrote uh, Madro X miniseries, uh, which was successful en- enough to M-A-D-D-R-O-X? lead to a relaunch of X Factor. Volume is, three. Is it that word right there? Uh, yeah. Madrox? Yeah. Okay. Madrox. <laughs> Madrox. I hit the X hard because it's a big Madrox. X. Is that what it is? No, no it's Madrox. Madrox. That's, That's what you name. said. He's the multiple man. Did I say X? You said Madro X the first time. You said Madro X. Did I? Oh. Well, my brain said Madrox. (laughs) Yeah, it did. It came out that way. That's what I'm going to be talking about tonight. Okay. Uh, So. That was 2005, you say? Yeah. (laughs) You say? Yes. What what was you say? Around that time. I don't have a definitive one. Uh, so he made male characters Shadowstar and Richter share sexual attraction for one another, and yeah, uh, Rob Liefeld did not particularly like that. How could well, not let's Rob all just make Liefeld? sure that we revolve our fucking <laughs> decisions around what Rob Liefeld hey, likes. Those were characters he, he created. I like to point out those were nine. And I should just say it was. It says drew criticism from Rob Liefeld. You know, I don't know his exact opinion he was like, on you it. You made Shadowstar gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, editor-in-chief Joe Quesada liked it so it, it went forward since Joe Quesada liked Quesada 
quesadilla. Joe quesadilla. <laughs> I had you know what? I I read all that stuff and I I now that you uh-huh. mentioned that I remember that. Uh-huh. I mean that was a big part of the story, but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't heavy handed. Mm-hmm. They weren't like I remember when DC was coming out going, We're making the Green Lantern gay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, this is making gay characters is so old news. What are you guys nah, coming out doing? They did get they did get they did they got press off of it though. So yeah, it's like but at that time, they did, but I just felt it was kinda stupid at that point. Like dude, just, but, but no, there's no such thing, but there's no such thing as bad press. So the fact is they got people talking about it. No, that's great. I just thought it was stupid. No, it is stupid. I, I agree. <laughs> Especially because like it's it was Green Lantern in the Earth too, but like, exactly. like, like, yeah, like yeah. they made it sound what like. What year was it? This is during the fifty-two. During the they had they had a book called Earth 52, Two. What year though? That's uh, still 2013 ish. Still, come on, people. People don't appreciate like or accept gays at the moment. No, I agree. Two thousand. Yeah, but I mean, like Marvel was doing stuff like that, and they weren't giving press releases. They made going, it sound oh like God, it was like the main continuity, like. Like how Jordan is gay. Like exactly. that's the way they were making it sound. Like no, it's exactly. Alan Scott, and he's in its own little and it's continuity not even over the there. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand six, it was announced that he assigned an exclusive contract with Marvel, <gasps> and his dun, dun, first dun. new project for that was to write dialogue for the Dark Tower, uh, Gunslinger Born. That two thousand six. Yes. He did some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. No, it was it only. Didn't Dark Tower come out sooner than that? The comic? No, Dark Tower was like... The novel was out forever. I know, but when did the comic come out? Tell me it was later. I feel old 2006? No, because... No, because he came onto it a little later, I believe. I don't think he was right at the beginning. So this is where I remember it. Dark Tower didn't come out until... We the night flight moved to the State Street store, right? Or did yeah. Dark Cat Tower come out sooner than that? Was it back in the Cottonwood Mall stage? I don't know. I uh, David took over Marvel's mm. She Hulk after Dan mm. Slot left. Oh, Dan Slot's She Hulk is so good. Yeah, I was, I was about to say it, but uh. that Dan Slot stuff was awesome. So he began <laughs> on that in uh, issue number 22. The and then he so. wrote 2008 to 2009. Whoa. Uh, Sir Apropos of Nothing miniseries hmm. based on characters from his Doctor novels Who? and that was published by IDW. As good as a guess if I would have. And we move on to the 2010s Woo! skipping to the 2013s. To the 2013s? <laughs> there was only one multiple? of those. There was only one of those. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, X Factor ended with 262 and that could have went yeah. to two, about 2000 this is 2013 so 2005 to 2013 oh fuck Jesus Christ. and it was solid it was on time eight years it was never fucking late uh and then it was relaunched into all new x-factor for the all new all different something. marvel yeah. yeah that yeah. thing all new all different who gives a fuck I marvel lasted very long I, did anybody ever like calculate what the real numbers would be for the x-men or have they changed too much along the way for them to figure out they've relaunched too many times okay. yeah which time the true numbers, like like if they had never renumbered, the numbers. yeah, like what oh. would? Been, I mean, I'm sure somebody's probably figured it out, but there's no. I wouldn't because I know they know would you even include if, all X? Yeah. yeah, see, that's um, the problem. Is like how many uh, times did million? They, yeah. Yes, honey. Yeah, that's million. what we're gonna say. I'm pretty sure that's not even close. <laughs> yes, hey, honey. 
It is. We gotta million. start somewhere, okay? It'll be the first one to be a million and one. Thank you. Come on. Wally. Pretty sure they don't even have a thousand. Go ahead. You shut your mouth. You don't know. I'm you let me believe. 2014, David returned to Spider Man 2099, writing the second volume of Spider Man 2099. That's what I'll be talking about. <laughs> 2014, he wrote a six-part story arc for The Phantom again. That's not what I'm talking about. For the for a company called Her- Her- Hermes. Her- I was going to say Her- Hermes. Her- 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 Hermes. I was going to say Hermes. It's Hermes. Humana, humana, humana. Hmm. Uh, 2015, Simon Schuster published Stan Lee's autobiographical... <laughs> Hold Jesus. on. I can't even... Com- just I can't even... Audiobiographical... <laughs> Uh, sorry, it was a long word. <laughs> was it? Is it for me to speak it? She sounded it out though. <laughs> yeah, Audiobiographical. I'm very proud of her. Audiobiographical. Uh, I read it and then my mouth wouldn't speak Same. the way that I wanted it to. You know how it is. Uh, somebody out there knows how it is. Graphic novel, the amazing, uh, fantastic, incredible. Which David he co-wrote um, and became New York Times bestseller in its first week of release. Woohoo! Two thousand seven. Uh, seven. Two thousand seventeen. Sorry, two thousand seventeen. <laughs> going backwards, yeah. Tommy. Back in time. I know what, what we're doing. Do yeah, you? Do. Sometimes. Take it easy, Billy Gibbons. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man storyline dead no more. The clone conspiracy ended, and then Marvel premiered the monthly series Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, okay. with David as the writer. Um, and apparently, he did end up leaving it because he didn't like the Ben Riley character. He's come back and done a couple of recent miniseries too for for Marvel. He's got he's he was doing that uh, symbiote Spider-Man. Oh, book. that's right. He's doing that. Yeah, right now. yeah. Right. And then he did uh, right around the time that Far From Home was coming out because obviously they were trying to push uh, Mysterio. That he did that Spider-Man versus Mysterio or whatever. Well, it was okay. like a six-issue thing last summer. So he's he's come back and done things as of recent, up to just like five or six-issue miniseries, I think. But like he's still working pretty regularly. And so, that's all I had. Good for Peter David. All right. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Book report. I can finally not talk anymore. I didn't read anything. I'm going to talk about Spider-Man 2099. Okay. <laughs> the relaunch. We'll talk about it right now. That's right. The first he's swang. Arc. Yeah, he's swang. <laughs> he's swang. He's swang. And he moved. He moved. Um, is that really not a word? <laughs> swang? No. Swang no, is not a word. I hate to tell you. Swing. Swang. Swang. Swang's a word. Listen, I also, that sounds like some shit like Dr. Seuss I also use. just learned that, that yeah. spelt isn't a word, apparently. Spelt? It's no. Spelt. Listen, that's how I say spelled. it. I, I, I use that word though, like yeah, oh yeah, I spelt it wrong. I, it's like a lot of people will say, um, like when they're talking about casting a movie, they're like they casted that person. Oh yeah, it's, they, it's, cast. they cast. They cast. They cast. Yeah, cast oh. is also a verb. Yes, I yeah. never thought about it. Anyways, okay. it's twenty ninety nine. This is volume two. So uh, the first arc is called Out of Time. It's this trade continues. Uh, yeah. See, it's contagious. It combines the first <laughs> yes. five issues of the story I call it Out of Time. Um, so there's a whole thing that got set up with, with Spider-Man 2099. I don't know how familiar anyone out there is, but he's 
obviously the Spider-Man of the future. He, there's this evil company called Alchemax and stuff. And then throughout the big kind of reveal thing through the 90s series, it's where you find out who his dad is. And he's like the, the dude that's was running the company yeah. and shit. Um, so there's a big fallout of his dad. This series starts with him being set in our present time. He gets stuck in the past. It's something that he's doing something with his grandpa. He's trying to protect his his grandpa basically to ensure his living because something bad's supposed to happen to his grandpa. So he's in like 2014. Um, so it, it's kind of cool because it's like this sounds very familiar. I wonder if I read this. It's like uh, it's cool to get to see Miguel O'Hara. You get to see like him not in the futuristic like Batman Beyond looking type universe, just in the regular old. And he's going under the name like. Mike O'Mara, Michael O'Mara is the name that he goes under, and he's working for Alchemax still, but like in its earliest stage and stuff. And he's still doing some stuff as Spider Man, and obviously, people notice the costume change and stuff. People just think it's normal. And this is coming right out of um, Superior Spider Man as well. So, like, even the normal Spider Man <laughs> has not been himself recently. They're just chalking it up to, yeah, hey, Spider Man hey, is still trying yeah. to figure his shit uh, out. Peter David writes so such amazing such amazing fucking dialogue. So, um, anyways, there's these robot guys from the future that they're like these android things that they basically they find out that he's in the past and he's not supposed to be there. They're called so, Terminators. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so uh, one of them comes to Alchemax to kill him. Like he's has an order to kill him, and he and he like walks through, and there's like these two like security guard guys. Uh, and Alchemax are like, hey, you can't be coming in here because like burst through the wall and shit. It's very fucking comic book. Um, and the one guy, he's like, you, he's like, you can't be doing this, whatever. And the robot basically, because like, like it, he's from the future and he knows, like, it's he's got like a database that knows everybody and everything there is to know. So and he's like, he's like, you, you impact the future in no, no such way at all. And he's just boom, dead, like kills the one guy, and the other guy's trying to like call for backup and stuff, whatever. And he goes, he goes, he goes, you haven't had your twins yet, but one of them will die 12 years from now, but the other one will make major breakthroughs in cancer development. So unfortunately you have to live. And then, um, so he starts walking away. He goes, sorry about your dead twin 12 years from now. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's just a funny line. It's like, what the hell? Um, the lady that runs Alchemax, she, uh, basically catches Miguel. Like she, she, he doesn't reveal to her that he's the Spider-Man of the future, but she knows that he's up to something and he reveals to her that he's from the future and that he's here on this very specific mission. This is a joke you guys won't find funny, but I did. Um, because there's a part where she's like, she's like, she's like, so are you, so she's like, you're from the future then, right? He's like, yeah. She's like, do the Red Sox, or she's like, do the Chicago Cubs ever make it to the World Series? And he's like, what are Chicago Cubs? And she goes, God damn it. <laughs> Which is actually funny because they actually did. They won a World Series a couple years ago and they had like a hundred year streak. Like they hadn't won a, a World Series since like 1916 or some shit like that, but this was before that came out. So it's just funny that it's like, oh god damn it. He does. That's the one thing I love about Peter David is he is. It's it's he, he the way he writes there. I mean, he puts funny stuff in there, and it doesn't feel forced. No, and they feel like real people. They sound like exactly. real people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a really awesome issue where they go to Alchemex goes to the Middle East because they're supposed to be selling this technology to this guy and they get wrapped up in a whole terrorist thing that they get captured and whatever um and spider-man 2099 gets to fight matt gargan the the scorpion it's a pretty kick-ass fight issue um it's i had a lot of fun reading it it's not one of those things like it's not that original 90s spider-man 2099 where it was just so inventive and new but 
this was a lot of fun. If it's like, I just want to have fun for five issues and not change my life, but just, you know, just enjoy it. I, yeah. I really had a good time with it. The dialogue is a lot of fun. I love the character. I think Miguel's awesome in Spider-Man. And, um, my favorite Peter David story. And I, I think I've told this story before, but if you haven't seen it, it's an interview that Dan Slott did with sci-fi wire, um, a little over a year ago. And uh, because Dan Slott wrote Spider-Verse, right? Wrote the comic Spider-Verse. So when the movie was coming out, he was talking about, he's like, yeah, Sony was really good to me. They brought me out to the premiere, like two different premieres for the movie that I got to be invited to. And then he goes like the next week, he goes, Marvel actually rented out a theater and took like all the staff creators to the movie everything so he's like so i'm sent to the movie about my third or fourth time watching the movie at this point he's like still just you know loving the hell out of it and everything and he goes it gets to the uh the end credit scene of the movie <laughs> and uh, if anyone i mean everyone by now has seen into the spider-verse but spider-man 2099 is the end credits kind of teaser at the end of spider-verse and he's like i'm sitting there in the theater and he goes all of a sudden i just hear from like three four rows back just yeah he's like and i turn around and it's peter david <laughs> 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 He's like standing out of his seat. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's oh, I I love like I loved hearing that so much. It makes it just makes me feel good. <laughs> like they that like that no one told them. I get I don't know. It's like didn't you know? Wouldn't they have to? T- I, mean, I guess they don't have to tell you, right? No. I don't, I, I like to believe that he didn't know, yeah. and he was just like, oh yeah. <laughs> so that's my that's my book club. Spider Man twenty ninety nine out of time. If you want to check it out, it's um, it's probably pretty attainable in the trade still at this yeah. point. Surprising so. for Marvel. So okay, who wants to go next? Kylie. Hey, mine. All right, baby teeth. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> mine was uh... baby teeth. Not that again. <laughs> oh. Yeah, let's do this. I'm not drunk this time. We can do this. Uh, I didn't think you were drunk last. No, you were. That's I why was. We, look, we gave you Are shit, you sure? and you're, you're like, you're like, no, I'm sober. That's what makes really? it so frustrating. Okay. Yeah, maybe. maybe you could be right. I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure we gave you shit about that. You're like, no, that's what makes it so freaking irritating. Okay. Um, X Factor Madrox, which is they're calling it X Factor Volume Zero, the hardcover I have, but it was actually just the Madrox five issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. So this is um, kind of what got me reading his stuff from X Factor. So the stuff when he took over, when I was reading it back in the day, I didn't read any of that. So this is him coming back to it after all these years. Um, and made you go back and read the other. I shit. can't remember who. I don't know if it was Wes. Some somebody at the shop said you you should read this miniseries. It was five issues, and I'm like I don't know Peter David. He fucked up my X Factor. I don't I don't care. Um, and it so yeah I picked it up and that I mean I read all of his X Factor until he it was done until mm-hmm. there was no more that he was doing it at, at least. Um, I actually met him at one of the fan X um, that we had here. And it's all like, yeah. And I, and I don't even remember that. First or second. Yeah. Time. Like three. Like, yeah. Three. It was yeah. like five years ago. You but, were like, three. Uh, I, I specifically walked up to his table and just to shake his hand and, mm. and thanked him. Did for you tell having... him that you passed on it the first time and had to come back? No, I, I just, oh. I just walked wow. up. I just wanted to say, Thank you for having the most consistent book that Marvel puts out and mm-hmm. has put out for years. And oh, right I got on. to shake his hand and everything. It was very nice. He's, 
pretty nice dude. And then you yeah. didn't wash your hands for like a week. No, but I, I never. I didn't. I mean, he was selling like scripts and stuff like that, but oh. I, I didn't really buy anything. So yeah. he's probably like, well, "Fuck you for not buying anything." You didn't take <laughs> nothing to get signed, or did you not know he was going to be there? I no, it was. It, I didn't know I'd have time to walk around that day because oh, I was working gotcha. a booth. So always bring something just yeah. in case. Yeah, I just yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, fuck off. But this was very much like a a, a crime noir story. Ooh. Love those. Um, and it's. Do it. No. Um, so Madrox is, um, he's opened up a private, he's a private investigator. And his, that's multiple man, right? Yeah, multiple, multiple man. Um, and his, uh, his thing is triple X investigators. Ooh, triple um, X. And I, I love it. It was, uh, uh, Sounds like you're investigating pornography and just he because he it's a it's crime noir kind of thing. It's a lot of voiceover. Yeah. And it's, you know, and, the, you know, and, it, and it just says, um, oh, what do you think of the company name? Sounds like you investigate pornography. I can live with that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there being people bring that up even when the uh, the Vin Diesel movie was coming out, you know, and they're like triple X. It's like, that, I was like, I don't know about that title. Uh, like, He could live with it. But there, there's another part that, that kind of cracked me up where uh, he basically it starts out where he gets into a taxi cab at the beginning. He's bleeding to death. And there's a place in New York called Mutant Town where it's kind of like where all the mutants kind of live. And like Bishop's a cop there. And oh, you know, okay. they kind of police the mutants. And um, he's bleeding to death. He's been stabbed. And he tells the, the uh, driver to take him to Mutant Town. And you find out it was one of his dupes that's been murdered, oh. and he's trying to get back so he can re- he can get reabsorbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Madrox reabsorbs his duplicates, he gains all their knowledge. So yeah. he's come up with this great idea. He's just sent all these duplicates out into the world, and they're just learning shit. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll be gone for years, and then they'll come back, and he'll reabsorb them, and he'll know all this stuff. Does it affect him in any way if one of the dupes die? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. So, so, um, he, they find him. It was, it's rain, which is Wolf, Wolfsbane mm. rain and Guido strong guy. Um, he comes into the bar and they're thinking it's actually him. And then he says something where they're like, Oh, it's a dupe. We need to get, we need to get him down here so he can absorb him before he dies. He has done it before. Doesn't like it because he he feels that stuff and it mm-hmm. fucked him up one time and he doesn't he doesn't want he just wants to let the guy die he doesn't want to absorb him because he doesn't want to go through that pain oh, okay but he does it anyway because they give him grief and whatnot so he he gets knocked out and there's uh, one where he's sitting on a couch and rains on one side and strong guys on the other and strong guys like welcome back to the land of living and he looks at strong guy and he's like how long was I out he says seventeen years the U S was bought by Swiss. The national bird is now the cuckoo, but the chocolate's a lot better. And he just stares at him for a bit, and then he just turns to Rain. He's like, so, how long was I out? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But basically, he kind of gets flashes of his murder, um, but he doesn't know. He doesn't get the information of what exactly happened. He He gets little flashes. So he has to go do his private investigator stuff, goes to Chicago and tries to figure out who had killed him and it gets into this whole mob the dupe, the, the dupe. Yeah, yeah yeah um but he actually sets he leaves a dupe there uh so the real jamie madrox goes to chicago and leaves a dupe there in case you know the person that's trying to kill him comes back to finish the job basically. who drew it um that is a good question so i wanted to make sure i mentioned earlier to the x i forgot uh rick leonardi okay rick leonardi actually drew the 29 series who um, 
Joe Kelly was the main artist on the original 29 series, but Leonardi also worked on the original series as well. So it was cool that he oh, okay. came back. This was, not, not Joe Kelly, sorry, uh, Kelly Jones. Kelly Jones. Yeah. Sorry. This is Pablo Raimondi oh, that did this. Um, Joe Kelly wishes he drew. And he I know, I know the. I, I'm pretty sure the art changed a little bit. This looks very similar to the stuff throughout the years, but. Uh, it, that's that's what I liked about it. It was very. It had a consistent feel to it. It wasn't late. It was always on time. Um, but this was the book that uh, you'd recommend it. The, I, I would definitely <laughs> recommend it because it's the book that made people go, "Oh, yeah, I remember his X Factor run," and it led into hit them starting X Factor back up again. Is this a book you could just for, pick up for the most part? This this book standalone definitely okay yeah yep it's just a it's just a crime there's there's one where while he's gone they're because they're giving him crap because his investigator you know the company name is just literally written on a piece of paper taped to the window and they're mm-hmm. like you should probably get that professionally stenciled so while he's in Chicago investigating they go and they make a nice window and put it on uh, another great joke uh, strong guy helps him put the put it in the door and everything and he's like great it looks great and they're like you you got it you put it backwards Mm -hmm. it's like no i didn't he's like no open the door because he was on the inside of the office putting the glass in so he put it so he could read it so when you open the door it's all backwards he's like god damn it and then some lady walks in right after and she's like are you triple x investigations and he's like how did you know that and rain's like maybe she's dyslexic (laughs) (laughs) but at the very end because i think the glass broke they by the time he gets back they've got him a new window and it's x factor investigations and oh. that leads into the, oh, okay. the uh, x factor so that's why it's volume series. zero then yeah okay aaron tell us a little bit about young justice uh, hey i remember this whole series i actually have it which is very rare for me um to have a young justice series this was were you buying this when it as it was coming out then yeah no kylie and me actually kept our comic collections separate for quite some time we both have this because you never know when the relationship's gonna go tits you never know yeah you've heard you've heard so many horror stories (laughs) over over the years so this 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 one that i because i know i've got the trades somewhere that the the big books they've been re-releasing Um, but I knew I had these because they're ones I'm going to get yeah, rid of. Yeah, because we have the doubles, two sets. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So set. when Kylie and me were going through what I should read for Peter David, because I'm behind in everything in comics. Sure. Uh, I said, oh, holy crap, Young Justice? That's not the series. And so when he came out with Young Justice, it was just a... Um, to be honest, I didn't do any of the JLA uh, none of the JLA, none of that kind of stuff. I never yeah, did. Was Batman same. was basically it. But when this came out, I couldn't help myself. I picked up the uh, first issue back in the day. I think I picked two of this my favorite up. characters on this team too: Tim Drake, obviously Robin, and then Bart Allen Impulse. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, and, and I think uh, I picked this up because Tim Drake. That's probably yeah. why I even picked this series. It's, uh, it's really uh, Connor can't Superboy. I can kind of take or leave depending on the story but yeah bart allen and tim drake is like okay right there i'm in so you can it is a little not dated whatsoever except the, the artwork Hansen. i love the artwork i oh, love it's the artwork. so it's, much it's part fun. of its charm but yeah, it's exactly. definitely dated oh yeah well no i still think people pull this shit now i i have to admit i was saying that it's dated because of the hansen 
It was because of the band. Hands Look how big like Tim Drake's like arms are. Oh, <laughs> that's like, still it out there. Kind of has a McGinnis feel to it. Yeah, yeah. In a way. I still. Uh, but that hairstyle is coming back. And Bart, Hells yeah, Bart's yeah. hair is huge too. Have that hairstyle. So when it came out, uh. I have to admit I bought everything back in the day, anything and everything. But the reason I enjoyed it was because this is freaking funny. Um, the writing is very tight. Uh, it's very he, juvenile too, but in like the best way. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's every, so I read the first six before I came over. Um, and the cool thing about the series was you didn't really have to read, you should read them in order, but none of the stories kind of like, you didn't have to read each one. So you could pick up number six. They're very self-contained. And for single issue storyline for DC, that's very rare. And part of that might be too, because they were, I think, trying to aim this book at sir, kids, whatever, right? Sir, can I can I talk? Oh, I'm sir. sorry. I'm sorry. Can I finish? Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Can I finish? Gal. Anyways, I had no idea what I was reading back in the day, and thank you for uh, these <laughs> characters. I never read The Flash, just so you guys all know. Um, I've never read Superman consistently. Um, but it's I enjoyed the humor. And for instance, like Kylie said, this guy's really spot on. He has parts in it that goes, meantime, as fate and parallel's story construct would have it, mm-hmm. at a convenient archaeological dig not far away. <laughs> I mean, he just really pulled it together. It was just a really good story where he first started for the first three was the character Superboy, Robin, and Impulse. And I liked how he pulled in the ego, Ib, and Super Ego when Red Tornado came back. And it talked about how these characters were like, they were teenage boys, but each one of them had like that impulse. Hence Impulse. Yes, and Superboy was kind of like the guy who kept saying he was a jock. Mm -hmm. Telekinesis. I had telekinesis. Um, And then Robin was way too serious the whole time. And eventually the pulled in the girls. I do have to admit now that I'm old, I have to... They refer to them as girls. They do joke about that... What are you, a chauvinist? Because one of the guys is like, you're hitting a girl. Yeah. So there dated. was a yeah. no. It's it's not dated because you still see that bullshit now. But it was sure. a lot of fun, and uh, the whole series. If you read it now, it doesn't feel as dated. There's still just as much bullshit now as it is then. It's still a lot of fun. I ha- I have to it advise. Oh, it does because it's not. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Is this the run where like Red Tornadoes kind of like their guardian? Yes, yes. Gets, like so it much is of the TV show. Okay. Yeah, and they I, expand the team at some point too, don't they? Right or no? Well, they have new characters. It's okay. a total of six. Is okay. it kind of gets? No, it maintains yeah, that's six. About it. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. The artwork's fun. Everything's fun. I still think it maintains. Because, yeah, they bring in Wonder Girl and is it Artemis? It's is Cassie Wonder Girl, too, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 But who's the Archer little girl? I thought it was Artemis. I could be wrong. That's the I, one from the show. I thought it was Arrow Net. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. You just read Arrowette, it. That's why I'm asking maybe. Oh, question. it's Arrowette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the ghost chick. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cassie and yeah. Sissy. Yep. 
sissy. And anyways, it's a... He did the whole... Most of the run, actually. And it was enjoyable all the way through. And Would I, you give this to kids? Well, nowadays, yeah. No like, like, problem. Like, like, you, like you'd feel pretty good giving it... Like it's a good... like kind oh, of a, yeah. If they could yeah, read yeah, it, yeah. yeah no, Tom, not even... Well, I mean, you know what I mean. It's still not like a three-year-old book. No, I'm but talking I about even, like seven, eight-year-olds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Not even like a drop in the bucket. There's nothing really. She gets shot with an arrow. This one, maybe. But even now, this is tame with... Oh, yeah. I love the part where her, she's the a mighty endowed. That's her superhero name. And he's like, wow, she certainly got huge tracts of land. We're supposed to fight her? If there's a god, then yes. He just says, she's like, I'll give this to somebody. And then she falls over because her boobs are too big. But it's all very classy. But they're making fun of that. that, Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't like. But I just love that. She has huge tracts of land. It's a Monty Python joke. It's a good Monty Python joke. Yeah, Yeah. it is. um, Every once in a while, like the Aquaman came back with. It was wow. What year was like, it? When the adults show up, they they're not there for very long. Oh no! They're like, we don't need one you. issue. It is number six. But there are certain DC things that I never fell into, like Aquaman. But it was only until Aquaman was written by. It was in when Night Flight moved downstairs. Was it the Peter David stuff we were just talking about? No. Oh. It was later. But again, it was surprisingly good and I enjoyed it every time. So, yeah, if you have a chance, I would totally advise it and enjoy it. And I don't All think right. it's dated either. And the artwork's really cool. Now, I picked up the one book I thought I was going to read because I do have a McFarlane Peter David uh, trade. Uh-huh. And it the artwork was pretty bad and i think it was just a bad printing i mean it's mm-hmm. it's a nice looking book but back then it just looked like they photocopied the old comics or something yeah. just th- there's a lot to be said for remastering comics oh, when they yeah. re-release them definitely i mean how many times have you seen that fucking cover right of the 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 wolverine with the claws <gasps> oh, popped oh, out yeah. you see hulk's reflection in it you yeah. know what I mean? it's oh like, wait i have there was to such admit, some great shit that comes out of that and you have to run. give Peter, I didn't show you this. Look on, I think it's page three with the impulse stream. I have to admit, they had to have been pretty ballsy because nowadays I don't know if they would have allowed them to rip off Hulk as much or maybe that's common, but it was a good joke on the Hulk part of oh, impulse. Oh, Yeah, okay. at the bottom. Yeah, I like that. It was cute. It was like, Rawr. I really like the, yeah, like the exaggeration of this artwork. Like everything's a little more oversized and a yes, little exaggerated right? i like impulse because he's such a kind of dude bart nozzle. allen is such a great character i love bart allen oh yeah i like how every once in a while in his thought process he has pictures rather than words he's yeah. like what i can push you over the ledge it was like hmm it was a cute book it was fun for what it was and it was enjoyable so read it heck yeah Anything else we want to talk about, Peter David, before we do weekly picks? Yeah. What about your pick? Mary, Mary does know. I already said that I didn't read anything. <laughs> Judging. Ma- Mary talked for long enough. <laughs> I she did. was I think, struggling a little bit. I think everyone's done with hearing me talk and mess up words. Except for right now. Mary, what's your weekly pick? Uh, Grimmery Land. The, what? Wait, hold on one more time. What? Grimmery Land. Uh, Grimmery 
Grammary. Grammary. Shrubbery? Shrubbery? It's one word. It's one word. Grammary Land. Uh, it's, a, it's a new webtoon that just started. There's only four episodes. It's from the from the guy, from the person who did um, Melvina's Therapy, which was like my favorite horror webtoon. He's so good. Grammary? Gram- yes. Oh. <gasps> I was so close. It is G-R-E-M-O-R-Y. Grammary Land. Kylie, you have a weekly pick. No, wait. Hold on. Let's <laughs> oh, go back. Is this a movie? Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know you were still yeah. playing. Go is ahead, it a sorry. movie? No, it's a webtoon. What's so a webtoon? You you read it on your phone. It's a, it's a, it's it's a, a comic. comic. It's, a web it's a comic. Webtoon. All right. Yeah. I've never heard of this. I'm not lying. I'm old and I've never... Mary loves Mary. webtoons. Uh, so it's about six kids that go to a theme park. They have been invited to a theme park. Um, but once they get in the theme park, they can't get out. And they have to, they almost get killed. Scroll up. Scroll. Stay killed? Like you would Facebook. They almost get killed. Scroll up like you would Facebook. Um, She doesn't do Facebook. I have no Facebook Touch your finger to the phone. Like that. Well, who cares about Aaron? I I don't understand. (laughs) Why do you need a Facebook about me? This is it? You just move it up? Yes. That's how you read it. Wow. This is it? You don't go left or right? Do no. I choose my own adventure? No. <laughs> I kind of want to at this point in time. She's like, I like yeah. my web comics like Willy Wonka's Elevator. Left, right, diagonal in any way I swipe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a comic, but at the same time, all right, I'm, I'm with it. It's a comic, but it's... But, yeah, but it's it doesn't. The yeah, yeah, it doesn't move up and down. You scroll. All right, so now I know what it is. It's okay. called Grammary Land. Grammary? I am so sorry, Mary. This is what happens when I've gotten old. It is Grammary. Grammary? G R E M O R Y Land. Grammary Land. Yeah. It's a six old school. Wait, wait. Let me. It's six kids got invited to a theme park. They get in the theme park. They can't get out. They have to find their way out or else they die. Erin, do you have something you you want the people to check Um, out? Let's see. Uh, Me and Kylie actually watched something that was really pretty fucked up, but it was... (sighs) This was going to be my pick. That's Um, fine. Go for it. No. What else did I have? No, do it. Uh, I mean, you guys can have it. No. Yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. Because I haven't really... I mean, I watched Lock and Key, but I would not pick it. I hate to say... I'm I'm picking it. We'll get there. Okay, good. So I, ours was ready? A, a Netflix documentary. It was a three part documentary called mm. "Don't Fuck with Cats." It was. Oh, man, I've heard I've, of that. I've oh heard. I was just God. hearing about this today. Actually, one it of my was one of my coworkers awesome. was telling me about it. It sounds. It's messed up. Terrible, but amazing. Yes. Yeah. It's, if it's you hard. if you like animals, there are some tough parts. They don't show you the videos, but oh, they but do describe them in detail. That's exactly what like, I was hearing Fuck. earlier. No, I heard there something is... about like the vacuum seal yeah. bags. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I wanted to see it because, of course, it's I like cats, but it was kind of fascinating. <laughs> Did you see cats? Oh, no, there was horrible. <laughs> Not good things. Not good things. <laughs> so I am, uh, when Kylie mentions No, about... I meant the movie Cats. Oh, I'm saying, no. I'm saying, oh, did you, God. You're saying, you're saying I had to see because I love cats. So I'm saying, did you no, go see Cats? No, that was just horrible. Come on. We heard the, the rumors. But uh, one of the interesting things is when Kylie mentions about horror movies and all these things, I can't do the gore. I'm not a big fan of the gore, but I can watch documentaries and it really creeps Kylie out because I can watch these old documentaries about like the horror killers and uh, 
Gacy and everything, and he's like, she can listen to that while she falls asleep. And I think that's freaks. worse. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. scarier. Than Not me. even. No, I'm problem. with you on that. I like that stuff too. I can totally. Oh, fall I like it, but during... I think it's scarier than a gore yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. oh, it's definitely scarier. Yeah, yes. but I can. I don't. It doesn't phase me in the sense of like Halloween 2019, where they killed the nurse, or because she's making minimum wage, people. So <laughs> that's when we. What... So Kylie mentioned. That's scary. Uh, well, Kylie mentioned he didn't <laughs> want to see it. Before, that's what we're watching. Yeah. yeah, he mentioned he didn't want to see it because of. Isn't it about how it. like the internet like no. found that guy? Sort of. Kind of. Yeah. And so what happened? What was so fascinating about it? I feel like it, I remember it was pretty it happening. But this is the thing: is I should have watched this on the news. It was huge. It was international. It's like 2012, I think. But okay. it's uh, not yeah. too far back. I, I don't have a vaguely. Facebook account. But the way this, the woman who was from Las Vegas had another gentleman from California. It was a very fascinating and. I'm so naive. I'm like, why would this be online? And they killed these two kittens. This gentleman killed these two kittens they didn't by think vacuuming. No. The whole point was this guy was fascinatingly um, Dahmer in a way. He was mm. a mixture between Dahmer and someone who really wanted to be caught. Like uh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. I don't know. It was just really fucked up. And there were moments I actually called my mom the day after we watched two in a row. And Kylie actually had to shut it off or I've been up till midnight watching the next one. And it was really sad because I still remember. I didn't realize there were two videos. So he killed the cats, the young kittens. And I knew it and they didn't show it, but they did show him playing with the dead bodies. But one of them was he taped a cat to a broom handle. And he drowned the cat. And I was like, the little cat's eyes, and they show that, and I was just traumatized. I mean, they didn't didn't show it all. Yeah, but the eyes were... No, they showed the cat. Yeah, it was horrible. So that's your guys' pick, is don't fuck with cats? Oh, but I was just saying the whole story and the FBI... You don't don't ruin the whole story. Let people go see it. Oh, that's... That's what the pick is about. I am so sorry. I've been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler... Okay, yes, fuah it, somebody's got to do it. I'll pick Lock and Key. Um, Listen, I liked it. I didn't love it. But that last episode, I was like, oh, I'm mine. Oh, (laughs) Oh, do it. Let him talk and then talk over it. Spoiler alert? No, I'm going to keep it spoiler light because it is only a week old. We'll talk off mic spoilers. Um, I, I think a lot of people... Um, it isn't exactly what we wanted it to be, but 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 by yeah. that, I've still really enjoyed it. I yeah, I gotta I gotta agree with Mary. They 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 did a lot to win me over in that last episode, dude. I'm not gonna lie. And really? I, again, we're not yeah. gonna get into it too much. Again, of is what happens last episode because again, it's only been out for a week. But um, the last. The last episode really gets into some of the horror elements a little bit more, and like legitimately kind of freaked me out a couple times yeah, yeah. and like that there's a twist that they do that's not anything they did in the book and it's like oh this is interesting where the hell is this thing gonna go now um I, yeah i I've, i really like the cast i've really like the production of the show i just somebody somewhere made a decision to tone it down somewhere which is a shame and i, and I don't mm-hmm. know if that's netflix's decision i don't know if that's joe hill and 
you know, I, I I don't know, but it felt to me like they could have put it on the CW and been just fine. Pretty close, like like yeah. they, like they say like shitty a couple times or something like, but like, I don't think they ever say fuck. Like I think they say yeah. shit once or twice. There's like a little bit of violence, but I mean nothing that's. Yeah, nothing compared to what the book is. But that last episode, I really, I thought, like, they, they ended strong for me. I was like, okay. Huh. Um, I thought episode six was the strongest one for me. Um, the Joe Hill, Gabriel Rodriguez cameos in the last episode are great. For those of you that were wondering, like myself, if they were going to cameo somewhere, that's always great for me to see. Jo- I love Joe seeing Hill this looks so much like his father. I was like, what the oh, fuck yeah. is Stephen? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's Joe. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is... Like I've seen Gabriel Rodriguez a couple times, so like, I never have. So, so that's why when you mentioned he I, was, I, I there, didn't I'm immediately like, recognize him, but when he popped up, it was like that's a face I've seen before. Okay. And then when Joe Hill showed up right behind him, I was like, okay, that was Gabriel oh, Rodriguez. I, I even went back. I was like, wait a minute, let me go back and see that again. And what you watch, I was like, okay, yep. Yeah. Like now that it was in my head, I was like, yeah, that's definitely the book. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't think of. I mean, we've had comic creators cameo in their stuff, but I can't think of like a creative team together in one scene like that. Cameos like that that's kind of different usually it's yeah. like one guy yeah like to have the writer and the artist both in the same scene with each other not on camera at the same time but i mean it was like 30 seconds apart from each other if that so i was like that's actually really cool that's something i haven't seen before um it's not bad by any means i i really enjoyed it it's just not the book mm. and again it's one of those things where you was i expecting it to be the book and maybe that's it's partly on me i don't even care that it wasn't the book, but my God, they flew through so much material they in did. ten episodes. I when I mean How when the Omega keys I, popping up, I, I was actually like, Are like you that. Me? Though I, I think that's where we disagree okay. because because one of the one of the things the show's doing instead of the, like they're basically taking like all six volumes of the tray of the series and they throw oh. and they, they they throw it into a pot and they stir it around and they pick out certain parts and go we're going to go do this now and this mm. now but like the overall story doesn't necessarily change it doesn't have to it's just certain things are happening I felt they could have went in a little more detail with certain some things. things are happening in spots that are way earlier than they did in the book and some things that should have happened by now haven't happened yet like they're yeah. they're moving the pieces around i like it because as a fan that's read the book it's like okay it kind of keeps me guessing a little bit like oh okay they're gonna do this now all right but the overall story doesn't have to be affected by that really it just kind of like, it refreshes it a little bit more mm-hmm. would i have loved just a straight up adaptation of the books of course i would have like of course i fucking love the watchman movie i wish that was every comic book movie ever made yeah. like but that's that's not what this is, but I'm I just watch the first two. <clears throat> I'm definitely in. No, I didn't <laughs> give up. You moved too fast. I'm in for season two. Listen, I'm, I'm Tyler doesn't right want to binge either, and it made me so mad because I was like, "Can we just finish? Can we just finish?" And then he did want to watch it on been Tuesday. Out for a week, we finished it. It's a, a show like Lock and Key. You should have done it that day. No, she makes it sound like it's been out for two months. I like, oh God, we haven't We're even bingers. finished this. Well, you my, don't understand because yeah. you're not my, a My problem also was... I don't understand that we work. When we tried to watch the <laughs> second episode, it was during the day. Mm, and yeah. it was such a dark... And I mean, not, not dark feel, but like the show is just so dark. Yeah. So yeah. like any, I mean, even if the blinds are closed, the light is still hitting mm-hmm. the screen. I'm like, I can't see shit because yeah. the show is so dark. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I need to watch this at night. And then one night comes around here and it's like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, well, I'm fucking watching this. Then. Yeah. So. Well, no, let's rephrase some uh, individuals <laughs> Oh no. out there. No, it's not that. It's every once in a while. And I don't know about you. There's certain like, I'm not feeling it. 
why do I want to sit and watch four episodes of something I'm not feeling? But you can tell Kylie's like, I need to See, watch. For me, a it's show. more of a matter of time. It's just like, where's the where's this time that you're coming up with where we can just sit and watch? You all stay these up all night. Shows? I force my time, mm. 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 and then yeah. I'm tired. Come on, <laughs> it's, Tyler, it's harder for you. Come on. Yeah. No, I just <clears throat> didn't watch it. Yeah, I have two episodes under my belt. My biggest complaint is there are things, and I tr- I really try not to be this guy, especially in like horror movies you and can. stuff, where you see stuff where you're it's like, where you're like nobody would do that. That's so stupid. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I really, but there's some moments in this show, dude, where you're like, why would they do that? That's it's, the dumbest you know, specific thing. specific moments that we have <clears throat> talked about. But, I haven't the, seen it, but there's, I do There's know. like at least four or five I'm thinking of off the top of my head where I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? So like, is, and is, it's just like, obviously, you're not there. You're not in that situation, but they feel completely illogical, and I don't yeah. want to give them away because they are spoilers, but there's just like, you wouldn't do that. There's so n- that nobody would do that. No. no. <laughs> oh, so, so this is my thing in the comic. I still had a problem with them. We talked about the second book of the comic. A couple weeks book. back, yeah. I still don't believe that they would have showed as much as they did to people they've known for a grand total of. They do that. Days. They do that here too. Yeah, I, I do because they're new kids in a new town trying to make friends. And they're they're, I, they're teenagers yeah, too. Yeah, I, so no, I have no problem believing. I believe that. it. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, right. we're gonna have Aaron choose the next creative focus episode here in just a minute. But first thing, make sure you guys are following us on social media. Got to do our plugs. Make sure you guys check out the Nerd Dome podcast. Kylie, what did you guys do this week? Um, we're Don't kind of in us. a limbo at the moment because Luke's wife just had their baby. Oh, congratulations! So we don't know what's Wait. gonna happen, but so, yeah, congratulations! Hashtag congratulations, Luke. Yeah, and fuck you, Charles. And fuck you, Charles. <laughs> um, it, the the baby's name is Riker Lucas Hunsaker. Oh, geez. named after Star Trek. Got yeah. love it. All right, All right, Aaron, who are we going to be talking about in a month from now? You know what we should have... Stir it. <laughs> stir it. You it's magnetic. Stir it. <laughs> My watch is magnetic. <gasps> Stanley. Yeah. Holy what? shit. Yeah. Oh, man. That's going to be a big episode. Be prepared the, the, for... The Jack oh Kirby one we did, we didn't even get to do book reports because it was basically just there was so the much history. history and then after that it was more just like let's just kind of talk about Jekker. I Is imagine okay? I imagine that's that? probably what we'll do here too because there's just too much. Oh I am bringing shit. Oh I mean we could definitely reference certain things but as far as picking a specific book there's too many things with Stanley. it's gonna have to be too many. Yeah. She's gonna have to mess up right, well. too many words. Oh uh, yeah. That's yeah, gonna be a fun one. You're gonna have lots of notes on Yay. that. Cool. Andrea Let's take Wallace turns. to you, baby. Next week, we'll be back here with another of our top five episodes. There's one, oh. Those are my favorite. We're doing our top five comic book TV shows. Oh. Anything, ba- anything based on a comic mm. book is fair game. Live action, <gasps> animated, but television shows. Oh. So, or, or you know, Netflix? streaming shows. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. ba- based on a comic. Well, yeah. No, I okay. just wanted to make sure. So, okay. anything from freaking George Reeves. Black and white Superman to Batman the Animated Series to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to Preacher. It's all game. The Walking Dead, whatever. It's all game. Oh, my God. All that Marvel shit. So, Lucifer. Yeah. So, I don't know. So that'll be next week. Um, and Stan Lee. God, fucking. I do Stan Lee in a month from now? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Oh, yeah. Cool, yeah. First time Aaron gets a picture. Like, here's the freaking <laughs> three-hour creator focus episode on Stan Lee. Uh, anyways, guys, until next 
week, and I'll see you guys next time. I don't know what I was going where I was going with that. I don't know. Until next time, my name is Tyler. It's a, it's contagious. I'm Mary. <laughs> Aaron. And I'm Kylie. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week.